This podcast episode, while not explicit, contains some gruesome details about violence that may be troubling for some listeners to hear. Listener discretion is advised. podcast for all things creepy, unexplained, and downright weird. I'm Thomas. I'm Sparky. We actually got it first try. We got it first try because she's been repeating it over and over as we were setting up. What? What? It's like she's a perfectionist or something. Oh, me? Well, I'm a Virgo, so just saying. Yeah, I know what I am, but I really don't put any stock at all in that. But that's just me personally. I don't know that I believe it, but I think it's fun, so... Trivia? I'm a fish. Yeah, I knew that already, but what's your horoscope? I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, so, last week, I talked about giants. You did? I looked at some biblical examples, I looked at some mythology examples, and laughed my head off over one that was scared of blackberries. Remember that one? Yeah, but your head didn't actually come off. I reattached it at the neck. Is that what that green ribbon's for? Yes. (laughs) And then we talked about modern day examples like Robert Wadlow, who was 8 foot 11, or Shaq. I can't remember exactly how tall he is, but... This was last episode. Why are we talking about this? I'm just giving a recap. I'm flaring my nostrils at you. By the way, there's a video online of Shaq drinking from a normal-sized water bottle, and it's hilarious. Can we start now? What are you going to tell us this week, Sparky? So this might be a little bit shorter episode. Because... Um, no, we started short and have worked our way up. I know, but this one, there's not as much, like, it's really old and it's really weird. And I didn't just want to read the newspaper article word for word. Okay, so if it's, like, how old are we talking? 1870s. Okay, so I request that so this episode gets to about the right length, you speak really slow and in an old-timey prospector voice. No. But them golden net damn hills. No. That was a really bad impression of yes, another podcast I listened to. It was. Okay, so what but I'm going to There is golden them damn hills. I've seen it. It haunts my dreams. Sorry. I'm perfectly sane in my mind. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to be talking about the Kentucky meat shower today. Meat shower. Yes. And it was mentioned on MFM last week, My Favorite Murder. I was going to say, please do tell us what that means in case our listeners aren't familiar with those but interesting people. I was planning on it before then, so when they read the listener story that was talking about it, I was like, dang it! But uh, I'm a Georgia, just FYI. I don't really listen to a lot of just true crime podcasts. I listen to a zillion podcasts. I know you do. I, I listen to one to completion or at least caught up and then I find a new one. I'm so, still only in, like, 2014 on Rebel Force Radio, though. So, my sources. There's an old-timey history newspaper I was able to find on FultonHistory.com. What is the name of the newspaper? It's the New York Herald, and it's from 1876, so the writing is super tiny. 
So if you really want to challenge your eyesight... And it's probably really old-timey as far as reading it. It was hard to read. <laughs> I will tell you that. There was a lot of phrases that I was like, what does that even mean? I did a lot of Googling. <laughs> um, I know, being a history fan, I've read a lot of like Civil War journal excerpts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the way they, they spoke, it's just it's really hard to decipher by modern standards. Well, and it's not as clean as like modern newspaper or like article because they had to like handset typewriters or whatever mm-hmm. or the no, I'm talking and about. typos were common well yeah typos too but the ink was smudged in a lot of places and always make sure your typesetter is literate nah. also a bizarre journal times machine new york times which is basically an old copy of the new york times online Two different Wikipedias, one on the Kentucky Meat Shower and one on Gnostic. Gnostic? Gnostic? I don't know. All this interesting and the kitchen with no E in kitchen. Interesting. And we'll talk about where that came from in a bit. So, I think I first heard about this on a podcast. I'm pretty sure it was Lore. Aaron Mankey's amazing. I am pretty sure that I had heard of this before, but just like in passing... Never heard any of the details. I, I might have. I watch a lot of like YouTube videos that cover weird stories, but I have them kind of on in the background while I'm doing other things. Yeah. So when you told me what you were doing, I have no like idea of what actually happened other than, well, what you hear from the title. It's really one of those things. It's really just weird. And if it happened today, I'm sure it would have been caught on like cell phone video. Oh, absolutely. And I probably would have peed myself because I would be horrified. And there would probably be people parodying Raining Men. Which is exactly what I'm going to title this episode. It's Raining Meat. You are awesome. So this took place south of Olympia Springs, Kentucky in Bath County, which I think is great because it's Bath County and this was like a shower. Nice. Meow, meow. Proving um, once again that showers are superior. What? <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> and it's surrounded by Daniel Boone Forest. And that was just an interesting fact. And this happened on Alan Crouch's farm. Alan Crouch? Well, that's how it's spelled. It's like couch with an R. Interesting. On Friday, May... No. Friday, March 3rd, 1876, between 11 a.m. and 12 noon... Mrs. Crouch, they don't say her first name anywhere. She's just Mrs. Crouch because women are just related to their husbands, obviously. She was working on the farm outside making soap, which as soon as I saw that, I was like, was it made with human fat? Did I clip reference anyone? No. Um, she <laughs> had her grandson with her. My question is, is there urine in it? Ew. Yeah, it used to be a common thing. Probably, I don't know. It was clear skies with a light wind, and then suddenly meat started falling from a cloudless sky. Just sunny day, you look up and see the blue sky, and a T-bone falls. (laughs) Oh, look, there's the sirloin. Not quite. Mm, Is that sausage over there? It fell for several minutes, so it wasn't just like a bunch just fell at once. It was at least a few minutes that it was happening. Honey, honey, there's bacon hanging in the tree. (laughs) It fell straight or at a slight slope, so like rain, basically. And it made a slapping sound as it hit the ground. Gross. I'm thinking of, like, old cartoons. (laughs) When, kind of like the smacking noise when Wile E. Coyote would smash into a wall or something. That's what comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. So, Mrs. Crouch... Got the old kettle out, started making stew. Sorry. She ran inside after it started because obviously she was freaked out. 
She asked her grandson, Alan, what he thought it was. So, yes, Alan has the same name as his grandfather, which seems pretty common. Yeah. And he said, why, Grandma, it's snowing. Well, not quite. I think he was, like, 11. Okay, and this is what date? In March. Okay, so, yeah, it could still snow in March. But I don't think snow is... Red and bloody and Yeah, th- well, the biggest... Well, we'll get to it in a second. Well, she said that, uh... She had a bad feeling that her son and husband, who were out somewhere working together... Probably working in the field. Yeah, she worried that they had been torn to shreds, and this was their remains coming back to the farm. This was pre-aviation. I assume so, I'm not so sure that they had the wood chippers that just shoot into the air, (laughs) either. No. But it wasn't uniform sizes. Some were, like, barely flakes, so that might have been what the grandson was like. Oh, it's snow, you know. The biggest was about, I think, four inches square. Interesting. If you think about, like, three-inch hail, that's huge, you mm-hmm. know? And I definitely would not want that to fall on me, personally. No. I would cry. Is there any mention of whether or not it had flesh on it? No. Okay, because, like, I've been in the meat department at work a few times, and, like, they have a bucket of, you know, when they're cutting steaks, excess pieces, they toss it in there, and then that's used for hamburger, you know? So I'm thinking of all these different odd cuts of meat. I was like, if it had flesh on it, that could be... I don't know. All I can think of is, like, modern-day excuses, you know? Yeah. Maybe well, a bird we'll got hit by a propeller or something. We'll get into theories in a little bit. Okay. There was also blood-like substance that fell onto the fence around the farm. And the meat appeared to be fresh. So it wasn't, like, rotting or anything. It had, like, a red, you know, tinge to it. And this is what I had to look up. So she said there was about a half a bushel of meat, and I was like, eh? I don't know what that is. It's about 16 quarts, which is not really a lot of meat. So it must have, like, most of it must have been really small pieces, and it only covered about a 100 by 50 yard section of their property, which would be 91 by 46 meters. So it's not a huge area, but it stayed within one little area. And it wasn't a ton of meat, but it was enough that it lasted several minutes as it was coming down. Huh. Really weird, huh? That is weird. It was identified as some kind of a mammal. Bystanders apparently thought it was beef. The few people that decided to taste it, because there always has to be some that thinks that's a good idea. Now, I was wondering about that. (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure if one of them actually cooked it, but I think one of them was just like, oh, let's try this. <laughs> they said it tasted like mutton, lamb, mm. or venison. I've read The Hobbit. I know what mutton is. <laughs> Sorry. And you know that joke about, there's a meme a while ago, who saw a chicken and said, I'm going to eat the first thing that comes out of that chicken's butt. Yes. That's kind of what I'm thinking about, like, these people. Why would you be like, oh, I'm going to eat this? You know? Okay. Now... It said that it described it as being, like, mutton or, like, a venison. Mm Mm-hmm. They taste distinctly different. A bunch of people had different ideas of what it was, so I'm not sure because there was... Well, we'll talk about who tries it. There is a picture. Some of it's been preserved in a jar in alcohol, and it looks kind of like a jar of, like, either chicken or, like, artichoke hearts. It looks like it's white meat, but I don't know if that's just because it's aged so much that it looks like that. Alcohol and stuff mm-hmm. could have affected it chemically. I don't know. I'm not a chemist. Apparently quite a few people in the town tried to save it. 
and like put it in jars, but I only saw one picture. And I was almost wondering because maybe, you know, not a lot of it actually survived if people pickled it and tried to eat it later. Yeah, I'd I'd be willing to try it. It would have to be very well cooked. See, there are certain animals that, in different parts of the U.S. and the world, really, they eat. But if you're ever going to feed me any of these weird types of meat, I I feel they're weird. If you like it, more power to you. But if you're going to feed it to me, don't tell me what it is. Don't. Squirrel and rabbit is one of them. So there was a scientific organization, which science of that day was interesting anyway. But uh, Yeah, because this is, what, 100 years after the revolution? Yeah. At the time of the revolution, Jefferson's scientific knowledge was supposed to be equivalent to a modern-day fourth grader. <laughs> so that, I don't think in the 100 years it really, maybe 8th grade, ninth grade? Right, so... This was the Newark Scientific Association. They sent some of the meat to them, and they thought that it was either horse, or this is the only really awful part of this one, it was either horse or infant lung tissue, human infant. I'm like, okay, number one, how are those two things related? (laughs) And number two, how could you possibly narrow it down to those two things? You know, because I feel like, aren't humans more, like, closely related to pigs than horses? Well, horse meat is very stringy. I don't know about like the intestines, like the the internal organs, and what that consistency would be like. I imagine it would be fairly similar to other mammals, mm-hmm. but horse meat itself is stringy. Yeah, I don't know, but I just am really curious how they figured that out. But I um, heard donkey's good. I had a friend that ate a donkey meat sandwich when he was on a cruise. Okay. Yeah, he said it was really good. Donkey. Donkey. But some of the meat also appeared to be either muscle or cartilage. But they didn't say anything about flesh. But I don't. Like, the cartilage would gross me out. I wouldn't eat that. I am starting to build a theory that I will mention later. So B.F. Ellington was a local man who lived off of wild game mostly. Can you repeat that name? B.F. Ellington. B.F. Ellington. Because at first I was like, did she really just say Beef Wellington? Yes, right. On BizarreJournal.com, he was quoted, and this was actually from the newspaper that I read, but, <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you after. So this is what he said. I have seen some of this meat that fell on Old Man Crouch's farm, and if it's meat at all, it's bear meat. This meat that fell from the heavens on Alan Crouch's farm has got that uncommon greasy feel that I am so well acquainted with. I know bear grease when I see it. And that's the kind of fluid what come out in that meat at Old Allen's and got all over my hands when I was examining it. I smelt it, too. And I know that smell as well as I know the smell of liquor. Gentlemen, it's bear meat certain, or else my name is not Benjamin Franklin Ellington. I almost said Wellington. Sorry, sorry. Put that in your mind. But uh, in the article, the original newspaper printing that had that in there, bear was spelled B-A-R. And I never would have probably figured out, like, what the heck is bar meat? I was reading it going, what the heck is bar meat? And then I realized I'd already copy-pasted this quote in there, and I was like, oh. You better correct that. They just didn't know how to spell bear. Or I wonder if it was actually supposed to be boar, even. It could have been. Uh, I've heard bear meat was greasy, whereas boar would be, that's basically a wild pig. I don't know. I Um, mean, we could go find Pumbaa and find (laughs) out. 
So some people were skeptical that this even happened. The New York Times article quoted a Mr. Harrison Gill as saying he stopped by the next day and he could see meat, like, hanging off the fence. And according to the newspaper, this is a man of unquestionable veracity. And also he owned the town, so. So I'm wondering if he could have been telling the truth, obviously, or he could have been, like, collaborating the story, corroborating. That's the word. Corroborating the story to get tourism. But was it really a thing in Kentucky in the 1870s? I, I mean, if you own the town, everything that gets sold out of that's going to go in your pocket. So mm-hmm. you might try. So Mr. and Mrs. Crouch were convinced it was either some kind of miracle, which I'm not sure what a miracle it would be. Oh, but didn't you know manna from the Bible wasn't like a powder that you made cakes out of like it was a scrap. In reality, it was meat. That was actually something they mentioned in the article. It was, they said it was not like manna. Or maybe that was in one of the other ones I read. I don't know. Yeah, manna came as like a, a powder. Use it to make cakes and things. They also thought it could have been a warning from God. About what? I don't know. So when he got back, because he had been gone, and Mrs. Crouch told him what happened, Mr. Crouch went and picked up many pieces of the meat outdoors. I think it was almost like an hour before he actually returned. And they said that chickens, cats, hogs, and dogs had apparently been freely eating it and seemed to be enjoying it immensely. Yes, this is really building out to a theory in my mind. Cool. The family dog ate it and became very sick afterwards. And Mrs. Crouch said she wasn't sure if it was the meat that did it or if he was sick with something else at the time. But she said he wasn't like that before. So probably was the meat. The dog didn't die as far as I know, but spoiler alert, the dog is dead today. It's been, what, 150 years? Yeah, just saying. I've already talked about it a few times, but the New York Herald article... Yes. ...was really weird. <laughs> okay. Um, In what context was it weird? Like how we were kind of talking about earlier, like, I'm sure it was normal for the time, but it was tiny. Like, you would need, like, if it was, like, a regular-sized newspaper, you'd need... A microscope to read it, probably. I had to sit like an old granny really close to the computer and be like, What does this say? I can't read any of this. The language was really, like, flowery and weird and... Very whimsical. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were, like... They described where the farm was, and it was very much, like, triangulating their position, you know? like Something is... you don't do today. <laughs> yeah, like, this is exactly where this happened. Well, maybe because... At that time, even if you really wanted to harm this person, it would take you days to get into their farm. Mm-hmm. They also used some non-PC language today and pointed out some things that I think were kind of unnecessary, and we're going to talk about them. Okay, let's talk about it. So, they described visiting a neighbor who was physically disabled. And asking the neighbor about it, and the neighbor said he didn't know what it was, he didn't see it, but Mrs. Crouch was not the type to lie. The reporter, I believe, also told um, Mrs. Crouch about a rumor that she wanted to sell the farm, but her husband didn't. So she planned this as a trick to show him that they needed to move. And she laughed at the reporter and said they both wanted to move and had a son in Illinois. And Mr. Crouch said he thought he wouldn't have to work as hard there. And they wanted to move closer to their son, so. Did they end up selling the 
I didn't find anything, so I don't know. But a young schoolmistress named Sadie Robinson. Uh, the correct term is school marm. Remember, it's the 1870s. This was the wording in there. Schoolmistress. I'm surprised, honestly. Because I was in like those old timey books or whatever. It's always the school marm. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a regional thing. Could be. Could be. She boarded with the Crouches, which was pretty common then for... Yeah. Because they wanted women to be young and unmarried. And teachers, I should say. And um, just like now, they didn't... Just like now, they didn't make very much. Mm Mm-hmm. She told the reporter that there were plenty of spots on the ground where there was nothing. She was not there when it happened, though, so she didn't actually see what it looked like when it first fell. So, yes, there could have been a lot of, like, open area, but animals also could have eaten it, you know, before she saw it. There was a person, and they could not read the writing, but it was either Elsie or LG Frisbee, and he was a nearby butcher. Who used to make meat pies and then turn the tins into a modern day toy. What? Actually, the modern day frisbee I heard that it came from a tossing a certain type of like pie tin or something mm. that was had frisbee on it, and that's where the name came from. I don't know if it's true or not. That's just what I always heard. That's a good question. I don't know. So he had some of the meat. So the reporter went to him to ask him about it. And this is another thing that was like just unnecessary. The reporter had to comment on his appearance. And they said his personal beauty was somewhat marred by a deficit on his lip, sometimes called a hair lip. They said that in the article. Why did they need to say that? Because they didn't have photography in the paper. If you wanted to speak to this man, they needed to give you all the details to make sure you're talking to the right butcher. I just don't get it. I don't either. They were... It's rude. Don't... If someone's got a scar on their face, if they tell you about it, that's one thing. But don't call it out. I like the, what is it, 10 second rule? If somebody can't fix something, or no, five minutes. If somebody can't fix something in five minutes, don't tell them about it. Like, don't comment on weight or, like, you don't like their haircut or whatever. But if they've got something in their teeth that they can get out, that's something. Or if they have a hair out of place. Yeah, like, that's, don't be a jerk. But the butcher hadn't heard about the meat falling until he visited Olympic Springs two days later, and that was where Harrison Gill was. He was the one that tried to eat it first. He was one of them. He chewed on it a little bit and spit it out. He said it looked most like mutton, but he didn't recognize the smell and there was no blood, but it had a watery, milky substance that oozed out of it when he was handling it. And yet he still put it in his mouth. Ugh! That's how I feel about that. That's at a time when the human race was tough and wasn't afraid. Nope, don't like it. He said it was tender like lamb and had fibers running through it. Whatever that means. Interesting. Other accounts, there was one from a guy named C.J. Craig, said it smelled like blood, and also pointed out that he saw some in an old shoe, which is very important. When he visited the farm, it was like fell into an old shoe. Wow. (laughs) Very Very observant. Yes. Another person, Reverend Nichols, said it was oozing blood. So two different accounts about what it was oozing. (laughs) Interesting. Yet another person, Joe Jordan, said he tried it out about a week after it fell. Without refrigeration? Yeah. 
if you all could see both of our faces right now. <laughs> There's a lot of eyebrow action going on. Yeah, so he still tried to eat it. They put but it he, on salt or ice or something. He spit it out. He said it was dried like jerky. Yeah, like, seriously, what were you expecting? It's a week-old meat that's just been sitting there. Huh. And when he squeezed it, this is really gross, brown mucus came out. Which, to me, it's kind of like blood that's been drying. But still. Or it could be the white milky substance that's decaying. Yeah. Either way, disgusting. Don't Absolutely put random gross. things that are rotting in your mouth. Unless the money is good enough. Right. When I was a kid, we had a vending machine in our school. It had soda. Well, I didn't have soda. But it also had chips. And some of us would pay each other like a dollar or something to eat a live grasshopper. And I did. Wow. It stops jumping once you bite into it. Oh, gross. A professor who examined it said it appeared to consist mostly of fat. But again, the different pieces all kind of looked different. But the piece that he looked at was mostly fat. So I'm kind of wondering if it was different parts of one animal. But we'll get into theories in just a bit. He also said that Mrs. Crouch was an honest person. They all specifically said that they were church-going people. So obviously people that go to church never lie or do anything wrong. Thomas is looking up the picture of the meat in the jar right now. They really let that label disintegrate. Interesting is what I'm going to say about it. If they still have this, they could end a mystery and analyze it in a lab now. That's very true. Even after all these years. I mean, if they can take prehistoric like containers and tell you what was kept in them. If Dino they, DNA. If they can decipher what ingredients were used in beer during the reign of ancient Egypt. Come on. Yeah. We want to know what this stuff is. So, back to the article. So, he said Mrs. Crouch was honest, and basically said she wasn't shrewd enough to come up with a plot like this, which I thought I knew the meaning, but I looked it up just to be sure. And it could mean either mean or stupid. In other words, you ain't dumb enough to make something like this up. Okay. The best section of the article, in my opinion, was titled, An Irishman's Attempt to Eat Some of the Meat. They have to call us Irish out? Mm Mm-hmm. So the reporter sat down with this guy named Jimmy Welsh, and the man said he wouldn't eat the meat alone, so they ordered pickles for him to eat with the meat. His name is Welsh, and uh-huh. he's Irish. Mm-hmm. Did I just hear the accent and assume that a Welsh accent was an Irish accent or something? Probably. I don't know. But the man then stalled again and said he wanted some whiskey to wash it down. I can't say I blame him. Right. So they ordered whiskey, and the man again was like, mm. No, it's Lent. I can't eat meat. So he just chickened out, basically. Like, he he tried to put it up to his mouth a couple times and then put it back down. And the reporter was willing to give him $5, which in today's money is like $120. Yeah, like, if he would eat it. There's a Benjamin for eating this undisclosed meat-like substance. Mm-hmm. But then he said something like that he would still give him cash if he downed the whiskey really fast. So he did. Maybe he is Irish, though. (laughs) We like our whiskey. So, theories. This is the worst theory I'm going to start with first. So, if you don't like animal cruelty, skip over this part. First theory. Someone stuck some dynamite into an animal and blew it up. 
that could explain, or maybe if there was blasting and an animal wandered over top of where it was oh, blasting, that's true. I didn't think of that. it could have shot it up in the air and it would have come down like rain. But I don't think it would travel far enough. I think they would have heard a blast. Yeah, and it wouldn't have lasted for several minutes. It would have just all fell at once. Yeah, and uh, if it's it, if we're talking like a lamb, or even a calf, or something like that, yeah, it's not going to be that much. Yeah, they said. With how much meat there was, it would have been about the size of a small animal, a pygmy goat at the largest, which is tiny. So like, it's about a corgi size, you know. Possible that it was, like, a, a lamb or something, but the greasy substance does sound like either bear or maybe boar. Yeah, and... Maybe a bear cub? It was either horse or infant meat. So, that doesn't make sense. Another theory, which kind of goes along with that... An animal somehow got caught up in a volcanic explosion. But again... Volcanic explosion. In Kentucky. In Kentucky. And it would... I forgot about the great eruption of 75. It's a joke. And why would it come only to just that one spot? Yeah. Plus there would be smoke, there would be a loud boom noise, there would be rumbling, you know. It's kind of morbid to bring this up, but the Challenger explosion... Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. It sent remains both of the ship and the pilots in all directions. Ugh. So, yeah, if it had been part of that, it wouldn't have been like just an isolated area. It would have mm-hmm. been... Also, a couple small theories. A meteor struck a bird mid-flight, but wouldn't they find the meteor? And that would be a gigantic bird. Pterodactyl, maybe. <laughs> also, someone said it looked like frog spawn. But again, how did it fall from the sky? Okay. And then the one that seems to have kind of a following to it was that it was Gnostic, Gnostic, N-O-S-T-O-C. And I just copied this from the wiki, but I'm just going to read it just to give you an idea of what it is. It's a genus of cyanobacteria found in various environments that forms colonies Composed of filaments of monoliform cells in gelatinous sheath. So it's like jelly type. It's literally the blob. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like, if you Google like Kentucky meat shower, there's a picture of it. It kind of looks like little eyeballs or like frog eggs, basically, which could be where the frog thing came from. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But why would it have been falling from the sky? Yeah. When it's on the ground... It is not usually seen, but if it's raining at all, it swells up into, like, a jelly-like mass. According to Wiki, which was once thought to have fallen from the sky. But science disproved the theory. But it also had the other names of star jelly, troll's butter, witch's butter, and witch's jelly. I've heard of witch's jelly. But, yeah, somehow they disproved that one. So even though that one seems to have the most base to it... It wasn't what it was. One person suggested it was due to pressure in the air. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I... (laughs) On the Wikipedia page, it said that nine days after this happened, in London, vegetables fell from the sky. But I could not find any information saying that was true. So I'm not sure. In the Wikipedia, I went to, like, the sources that came from on Wikipedia, and... It was just in this one book called Book of the Damned or something, but I couldn't find anything else on it, so I don't know. Interesting. Here are my two favorite theories. 
Okay, hit us. One, some guy thought that maybe people were fighting with Bowie knives and got caught up in a whirlwind. Fighting with Bowie knives and got caught up in a whirlwind. <laughs> yep, that just decided to drop all their remains in one spot. Um. And there was no clothing or knives to be found. Um. Or bones. That could explain what happened to Jim Bowie's actual knife that's never been recovered. A lot of people don't even know what an actual Bowie knife looks like. They just see the crocodile Dundee blade. Like, mm. Bowie knife! It's possible, though. My other favorite theory. One man suggested that someone flying by in an air balloon dropped their lunch. <laughs> Were they planning on cooking it in the balloon? You know, they have a the heater or whatever that shoots the heat <laughs> yeah, up. They just... So they were just going to put a piece of meat on a fork and just kind of hold it up there. Mm-hmm. And let them sink down a little bit more. Okay. Another yeah. bite. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that, that's logical. So here's a theory that is most common. And one site said that they're convinced this is what it was. Vultures, when they eat too much or they feel threatened, they regurgitate their food. And a common theory is that vultures were flying over and regurgitated all this food. But that doesn't make sense to me. Because so they all threw up a bunch of chunks of bear all in the same spot for several minutes at a time. But one thing that does make sense, they found a lot of bacteria on the meat, or at least I know it was presumed. That could have been what made the dog sick. But I don't think that that's really what happened. Because I don't think that makes... It was lasted so long and it was just in this one little area and i'm pretty sure you know if this happened nowadays i would look up and be like oh what's up there and if you didn't see birds you know i um, think i know what really happened well can i tell you my theory first hit me and you can tell me if yours is the same my theory is aliens really mm-hmm. aliens mm-hmm. because aliens typically you know, people always say that they beam up cows and they probe people and whatever. It's but because if they, they breathe helium. If they had, like, a cow and they were had parts of it that weren't used, they could just drop it. And I'm not, like, a big ufologist type person, but I've heard enough stories where they can cloak themselves so they're not seen at all. You know, that's my theory. I mean, I don't know that it's true at all, but... What do you think? Was I thinking of the right gas when I said helium? What are our farts made of? Carbon dioxide. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, my theory is everyone's got all these theories, and it ranges from, you know, black-eyed kids, they say, are human and alien. Mm-hmm. Or there's other, like the, the Montauk creature was supposed to be a genetic experiment. Mm-hmm. What if aliens were had taken, like, I don't know, maybe a bear and maybe a lamb or maybe a couple other things, and genetically spliced them together and was lowering it through the tractor beam onto the planet. Something happens. Creature explodes when it hits our atmosphere. Falls right below. Interesting. Yep. So now that you all think we're all crazy, because with our alien theories, I don't know, because I really just don't know how to explain this. Yeah. It's really weird. I will say the vulture regurgitating is probably the most logical. Yeah, but it still isn't really logical enough, I don't think. No. 
Unless there was like an entire flock. Of course, I don't know how much a vulture... And they all threw up at the exact same time. I don't know how much a vulture could actually eat at one time. I don't know either. And it could have been... Let's say there's two or three vultures. They ate a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And it could have been, like, over a course of minutes, multiple regurgitations. That's true. But yeah. Disclaimer, I don't really believe that aliens did this. I kind of do. But just because I like to believe supernatural things are more fun. I want to believe... But yeah, that's basically the story of the Kentucky meat shower. You know, I believe that there's only one person that can really solve this case. The guy from the History Channel? No. With the big hair? No. Who? Fox, Mulder, and Dana Scully. She tags along to keep him grounded. Doesn't really believe in Anyway. X-Files reference. So, I want to give an update. Can I give an update? Give an update. I was talking last week about teaching and stuff. I applied in my district for an online teaching position, and I got it. I'm going to be teaching online this year. I'm and, really kind of excited about it. And honestly, the way that they're doing it, it's going to be better for the kids. Because depending on how our counties are doing with the pandemic, that will determine how the kids act, who actually go to school work. Mm-hmm. It could be a five-day week. It could be a four-day week. Or they could jump to online and then back. Whereas the online kids... It's going to be the same. It's going to be the consistent whole the whole year. And it's going to make my job a lot easier, too. And they've already changed the plans once. So my job's going to stay the same regardless. I think all over the world, anywhere that there's a school, it's really going to be just flying by the seat of your pants. Not really sure what's going to happen. You could be perfectly fine one week, and then the next week you got 20 cases pop up. That could change the way they do things. Yeah, it is going to be hard because they're going to reassess it every week. Look at that uh, school district in Georgia that has over 800 in quarantine. That's crazy. That is horrible. That is scary. I mean, I believe that all 800 of them probably don't have COVID, but the ones that do, that that's scary. What about their families? Their, mm-hmm. I mean, what about the kids that live with their grandparents, you know? Yeah. I mean, if they were like me, my dad is quite a bit older than my mom, so when I think of, like, my grandparents on his side, my grandpa died five years ago, and he was, like, 101. So, I'm like, I'm thinking of, like, really advanced age, but... Then, of course, my mom just became a grandma, and she's in her mid-50s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it ranges. You never really know, and in high risk, it's scary. Working in a grocery store, I see a lot of people that are high risk that probably should be taking more precaution than they really are. I think that's true of most people, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, just in this area. I think, I mean, I have friends in a lot of different parts of the country, and from what I can tell... Most places, people are taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, but now, anymore, these places, they're having signs that are recommending... They're recommending you wear a mask. It's not a requirement, but please wear a mask because you may end up saving a life by doing so. It's literally the easiest thing you can do, and we want to get done with this pandemic so we can go back to normal lives. Anyway, though, we're going to stop here for today. Yeah, we're going to... I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, check us out on the social... Yeah. Social media. We got Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook page, Facebook group. Email us at creepylifepodcast at gmail if you have a story you want to share with us, which we'll do listener episodes if we get enough stories. So. And if any of the stories we talk about, you have a connection to. Mm-hmm. Um, like this one, for instance, if you have a family member that was there that saw it that has another point of view, please tell us. Or if you live in Kentucky and you know about this, you've heard about it, you want to give a different spin, please tell us. 
Yeah, at least us. That's how we learn. That's how more information gets out. But yeah. Oh, also, we hit 700 plays. So. Yes, we hit 700 plays. Thank you. That is insane. Thank you for listening. Yes, thanks. You guys are awesome. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.